welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. I'm Joe Bond, content manager at So-Called Fantasy Experts and founder over at FantasySixPack.net. Uh, my AJ, uh, my my AJ, my co-host tonight is going to be AJ Abagarth. Uh, he's running a little bit behind. I know he's coming back from work a little late today. Um, anyway, you can go ahead and tweet me at the, uh, the show at Fantasy Six Pack, spelled out all one word. Um, or you can call in anytime. I'm trying to find the phone number here. I've tweeted it out a couple different times, but it's. Uh, Six four six seven one six seven nine two six. Give us your thoughts about anything we're talking about. Um, so tonight we're gonna, you know, it's fantasy football championship week. We're gonna go ahead and and you know we're gonna get you prepared for the week. But let's be honest, most of you that are in the position to, to play in your championship game are probably pretty well set with your lineups. Uh, there, there might be a couple of things that have happened that that may have kind of ruffled things up, and, and we'll clearly get to those. Um, but um, I want to I, I want to I want to start off with something a little fun, and I want to get into some of our our favorite championship stories, and some of the some of the things you know that you know, that you always remember from, from winning your, your leagues or, or maybe even almost winning your league. Like it was just that amazing of a story or, you know, something crazy that happened. Um, and, you know, I, I welcome you to call in. Like I said, I, I gave, I gave that phone number out here. And uh, so go ahead and do that again. It's, it's six, four, six, one, six, seven, nine, two, six. And I believe we've got AJ here, so let's bring him in. AJ, Hello? what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, I need to turn on my microphone, apparently. My speakers are turned down. So, yeah, I was just kind of introducing the topic here of, of kind of our, our favorite stories. And I, I don't know if you've you got one you want to share, but I, I definitely do. Uh, so I'll start off here. Um, Probably I've got two that I want to share, but I'll share the other one later. The the one that I want to start off with was um, back in 2006. Uh, so I'm going pretty far back. Uh, I was in a league with a, a bunch of coworkers at my, my first drive out of college. And I mean, it wasn't a real serious league or nothing, but it was kind of crazy that the guy that I think he went uh, 12 and one through the whole season he owned Ladanian Tomlinson. Now, if you don't recall, this was the year Ladanian Tomlinson scored. I think it was like 26 rushing touchdowns. I mean, just crazy good. So he blew everybody out of the water. Um, I get to the finals and I'm kind of struggling at running back. And I decide, okay, well, Ron Dane is having a couple of good weeks here for Houston. I'll pick him up. He decides to explode for like 153 yards and two touchdowns in week in week 15 or 16, and I ended up beating the guy who owned Ladainian Thomason in the finals. I mean, I can always I always give him crap about it every time I see him. I'm like, hey, how's how's Ron Dane going? And he hates me for it every time. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely hates me for it every time. <laughs> He's 
so bitter about it. So it's really the only reason why I ever remember it. It's just, I mean, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have asked for it to go out any better than it did. I mean, Ron Dane, just utterly ridiculous. Um, I think we we do have a caller on though. Let's uh, let's bring them in. I think I know who this is. Hello, is Richard? It is. Hello, Joe. Hello, What's AJ. What's going on, man? Hey, Richard. How are uh, you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I had I had a pretty good weekend for my uh, for my playoffs. So, oh yeah. Unlike unlike, uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I actually it kind of blew me away, really, uh, especially in the in the F6 T League because. I was I thought I was dead in the water and uh well things turned around like kind of dramatically and uh and I won the semifinal and I'm in the final and uh he put up a huge score too I uh, won 200 and odd and he had 170 something and uh but oh yeah, I was, are you talking about our league? I definitely uh, our league, yeah. Yeah, put up, yeah, you put up two hundred and some that's one hundred and seventy-five. That was a crazy high score. Yeah, I feel yeah, bad for I, I, the other guy that you yeah, played. Yeah, I feel bad for Jerry. I, 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 hey, I've been on the end of that, and uh, but I, I got a, but I got a, a story too that uh, this actually wasn't a championship. This was actually to make the playoffs, and this just happened last year, and. Uh, I actually got into a statistical tie in one league last year. And it was Jay Cutler, uh, and Jay Cutler was, um, uh, I, I won on a stat correction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, wow. Uh, nice. uh, it was statistically tied, and I didn't know how the how the tiebreaker, but it, it turned out that um, Jay Cutler was, uh, was taken he got 7 yards taken off the next day and I won the game and I made the playoffs. So this wasn't a championship story. This was more like cuz I've never won ever ever ever. Oh man, that's rough. A stat correction. And so oh, that um, was uh and that was quite significant. Again, it wasn't a playoff or anything, but it was to get in the playoffs. If I didn't win yeah, it, I'd that's still pretty crazy, for sure. I don't know if I've ever had a stat correction that's, like, turned the game from a win or loss in, in baseball or football, really. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've seen it happen, but not against me. Probably the craziest thing that I've seen with you, AJ, is baseball. We talked about this. You got in well, on the coin flip. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that's that's like the closest thing to it with with the the seeding for the the coin flip. I mean, it ended up screwing me in the long run, but yeah, you know, whatever. It happens. I, I was happy to win, and and uh, I think I ended up playing that same guy that I tied with both like the last two weeks of the playoffs or whatever, or like not not two weeks and such a week matchups, but I think the last two matchups because of the consolation ladder at that point didn't matter or whatever it was. Oh, but, yeah, like, because you lost in the first yeah. round, so that it just matters. Yeah, so I was trying, twice in a row. It didn't even matter at that point. Um, yeah, but I was I like, don't know why come on, I, that. Need, I need to beat him. I need to beat him outright, <laughs> and I yeah. think I may have, but I, I, yeah, don't. I don't remember. That's funny, but though. But, yeah, the only yeah. 
The only um, like crazy stories that I I've really had, I mean, and they're not really crazy. I've just been like fortunate enough to win back-to-back championships a couple of times in in the league that I run. Uh, the first time I did it, it was uh, it was 12 teams, and then the second time I did it, I think we had had knocked it back down to two or to 10 teams because two of the guys had had dropped out or whatever. Um, so that was pretty fun going back to back, you know, two separate times and then having like crap seasons in between. But one of the seasons I, I ended up winning with a less than 500 regular season record. And I like stumbled into the playoffs as the sixth seed. And then my team just put it completely together, turned it on in the playoffs and I just crushed everything. Right. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. And I think, that actually started that trend where the next like two or three champions after me were also a below 500 team going into the playoffs. So that's about as crazy as I have it though, that I can remember at least. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nutty. Like, you know, you just see below 500 teams even making the playoffs, much less winning the whole thing. But yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a good story there, Richard. You you got in on the on the uh, uh the correction. correction. Yeah, that uh, correction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jay Cutler got taken seven yards. I, I remember exactly. It was seven yards, seven yards, and uh, and so I won it. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that happens, you know. And one thing, you know, our um, you know, our friend to the program, uh, uh, Adam Rank, he has a column every week about Monday uh Monday nightmares and so you can read all about uh you can read a, a all all a whole bunch of uh stories about about uh how people Bad you know beats fell off like on, that. Yeah. On, on, by a single point and stuff like that or getting overtaken by or like last night somebody needing Calvin Johnson to come through which Unbelievably, <laughs> Calvin Probably Johnson didn't. couldn't get eight points in PPR. <laughs> yeah, he had a bad, he had a bad, a bad night. Um, it's unfortunate. But I'll for let owners. you guys, uh, I'll let you guys talk about that, and I'll, uh, and I'll, and I'll listen on further. All right, great. And, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, have you guys night. take care and have a merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you before then. Yeah, right, yeah. Good good good. See ya. You too. Happy holidays. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I actually had uh, I had somebody tweet me. I guess I guess they weren't able to call in. Um, Pete uh, at Pan Panfather. Um, he he wrote to me and said I was up one point and playing against Stephen Davis. He needed one yard. Davis kneeled down to run out the clock. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Like, That's a, you just a kind of, yard. Um, yeah, it might have been. Why would, I don't know, why would a running back kneel down? That's kind of weird. Why would it just been the quarterback? But whatever. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it's just, yeah, like, I love hearing these stories. Like, I hate being on the other side of it, obviously, but these stories are so fun to listen to. So, yeah. I feel like and, that's like the uh like the story with um I think it was Brian Westbrook from the Eagles a couple of years ago 
Like, oh God! Yeah, so many I know exactly people were like about. screaming and crying about how he kneeled down. He had that long run, yes, and it was and like stopped an at the one yard for the line. end zone, and then he stops, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Oh so, yeah, man, I remember that. Like the fantasy world <laughs> was tw- Twitter wasn't as big back then, but. I could just couldn't I couldn't imagine what Twitter would have been like. It would have broken Twitter. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean it, that's it, just it, unbelievable. So. Yeah, that I oh man, I remember that. I remember just reading all the outrage on all the message boards and, and yeah, that was crazy. So my second story, I wanna say this I wanna tell this before we, we move on. So I joined this league for about two years. It has some really wonky rules with like number of pickups and things like that and I just wasn't – I wasn't the the biggest fan of the league. Um, but I stuck with it for two years because it was, like, one of my good friends that asked me to join. Um, my team was just in utter disarray. Like, it wasn't – it just wasn't very good. Um, I ended up <laughs> – I kind of said – this was a little bit longer because I kind of had to set up exactly – like, a bunch of stuff happened that kind of all culminated to me winning this league. But – so I ended up drafting Gronk and – some other no I ended up drafting so I ended up drafting Gronk and like some other crappy tight end and then I realized that we had an IR spot like right after the draft so I was like oh whatever um great oh this, by the way this was in 2013 so I was like oh whatever I'll uh I'll put Gronk on IR and I'll just pick up another tight end because I forget who I drafted the other tight end I drafted but it was kind of like eh I thought maybe Gronk would be back in like two weeks. Ended up missing like half the season, but <laughs> so but I put Gronk on IR. I pick up Julius Thomas. This was before like people knew who Julius Thomas was. I mean he didn't he didn't, he didn't get drafted, and so of course we all know how good Julius Thomas was two years ago for Denver. So that was a monster pickup for me. So halfway through the season, I'm really desperate. I lose. I lost all of my wide receivers at some point. Like, every single one of my good receivers got hurt at some point. Like, not even a joke. Uh, so, I was desperate. I ended up trading um, – it was either I traded Gronk or I traded Julius Thomas for – I think I traded Julius Thomas for Josh Gordon. This was the year that Josh Gordon decided to rip off, like, two 200-yard games in a row. Yeah. So I absolutely like hit jackpot. I had Gronk and then I kept Gronk and had Josh Gordon. So I roll into the playoffs winning four in a row. Then Gronk gets hurt. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Shit, I wish I still could do it. By the way, I reeled off four wins in a row. I still only finished the season eight and six. I have to play the play in game, basically. Like, I guess they only actually really let five teams into the playoffs. It was like three divisions of four teams. So the three division winners made it. And then the two next best records with points being the tiebreaker made, played a play in game to make it four teams. So I played like a play in game basically to get into the real playoffs. Won that, that was the week Grant got hurt. That was week 13. So I got like three points from Gronk. Every single week during the playoffs, either my defense or my tight end, because I was streaming tight ends at this point. I played like Jason Fourier once. It was bad. 
got me zero points. One of my defenses or my tight end got me zero points, and I still won the league. It's unbelievable. Like, that will never, ever happen again. I'll never have a zero three consecutive weeks of playoffs and from one of my players and win a league. That's just not going to happen. Like, it's, it, yeah, it was crazy. Like, I'm looking at my pickups now. Like, I ended up having uh, – I, I picked up Tim Wright at one point. I mean, this is back when none of these guys were any good. Like, uh, Joseph, Joseph Fourier. Uh, I had somebody else, too. Oh, yeah, Zach Miller when he was for Seattle. Of course, Seattle threw the ball like 10 times a game. Um, Scott Scott Chandler for Buffalo. Like, it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. Uh, so, it was pretty funny. And, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I, I had, like, the – I played, like, the Jets defense, and they were decent back then, but it was just – they got me zero points one week, and, like, the Raiders, I don't know, I picked them up randomly. Like, it was weird. I just kept getting zeros out of some of my players, and I still won. It was It was nuts. So that was that's my other kind of like fun championship story. I, I you know I re- I end up reeling off seven wins in a row right after I traded for for Josh Gordon, and Josh Gordon had like just come back from suspension, so he was kind of unknown, and who knows if he was any good. And he had some good games. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll take a risk. And he just blew up the week after I got him, and the league erupted. Was like this trade's bogus, and I'm like, okay, really, no one knew that was coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty crazy to to have to deal with such like a downfall at one position and then just still manage to make it work. <laughs> I can't even remember who else was on my team. I'm trying to look up the roster. This it's an old my fantasy league site and it's just it's not good. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, that's right, because I ended up picking up Nick Foles. That was the year Nick Foles started for the Eagles the last half of the year and threw two picks the entire half uh, half of the year. He, like, killed it that oh, year. Um, I yeah. had Eddie Lacy and LaShawn McCoy. My running backs were awesome. LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy. My receivers were, like, all mediocre. Um, Josh Gordon. I mean, I had Emmanuel Sanders, but it was Emmanuel Sanders for Pittsburgh. He wasn't, he wasn't what he is now. I had Keenan Allen, who was okay. Um, but he wasn't scoring touchdowns. Like I just remember, like I now I'm like really remembering this team. To where it was, just, oh yeah, like I injured reserve Randall Cobb. I'm pretty sure I like T. Y. Hilton that year or something like that too. Like it was, it, it was, it was a pretty bad um, like year for me. Who else did I have on this team? It was just unbelievable the injuries that I I suffered. Percy Harvin got hurt that year. I mean, I was picking up people like Jeremy Curley. He got hurt. Lance Moore, he got hurt. Like, all of my guys. Oh, that's right. It was Reggie Wayne. That's right. I traded for Reggie Wayne. He got hurt the next week. Like, even my trades were, like, backfiring in my face. I just I couldn't keep healthy receivers. So, yeah, it was it was pretty bad for me. But that was that was a pretty remarkable year. It's hard to forget that one. But anyway, so let's move on to uh, some some real talk here. And if people call in, I'll absolutely take your calls and uh, we'll get your stories. It's always fun to hear, like I said. But we need to talk about some stuff that happened during week 16 and how it's going to affect week 16 in the championship. And I think we can probably start with a hot button item here. Odell Beckham Jr. Did you see this oh. game? 
I I didn't or the see wrestling a lot match. of it. I mean, we I'm trying to think of what I was even. Oh, I I was actually uh, I went up to the uh, Eagles uh, Arizona debacle game, and the the only thing that I saw in that game on my drive up to PA. I had like checked the score and saw that Carolina was absolutely demolishing the Giants, and, and I actually had Beckham in my, um, you know, my DraftKings league. So I was hoping that he would, you know, be able to to put up with Norman. And I I didn't know about any of this stuff until uh, my buddy and I stopped to get hoagies, and they had the game on. And at that point, I was listening to the radio. And they were talking about how funny it would be if Odell Beckham caught the game-winning touchdown. And I'm sitting here in my head thinking, wait a minute, they were down 28 points. Like, and now they're talking they were about catching destroyed. the game-winning touchdown? I said, okay, that's pretty cool. That'll help my draft games is, is exactly what yeah. I thought. So we stopped and, and we're, you know, we're watching a little bit of the game waiting for our food, and I saw him catch the game-tying touchdown, which he completely blew by the guy. Uh, Norman, I, I think, was still covering him at that point. Yeah, he was in the end zone there. It was. Yeah. It looked like it was such an overthrown ball, but he caught up to it. I mean, this guy is so good, it's scary. But yeah. when I saw all of this extracurricular bullshit that was going on, I mean, I don't understand how he wasn't ejected. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't see it either because I was at the Redskins game, so I didn't see anything that was happening. Also, we're just watching the score, going, "How is New York doing this?" And then I get home and I'm watching Sports Center and and watching some highlights. And this was one of the ugliest scenes I've seen on an NFL field. I mean, it was just a straight-up wrestling match. There there were periods in the game where Odell Beckham just didn't run routes. He just went out and wrestled with Josh Norman. Yeah. And then the ugliest part was, I think it was a, a run play, and Norman, like, pushed Beckham down the field to get him out of the way, and Beckham comes back and dies at his head. Yeah. I, I mean... He I mean, completely, like, was like, you know, it was almost, for lack of a better term, like a bitch slap. Like, get out of here. And then he circled back and went back to yeah. play. And then Odell like, took, like, a big sweeping circle, built up a full head of steam, and then threw his head of steam into Norman. Like, I honestly don't know how he's not suspended for more than one game, in my opinion. I mean, that exactly. was awful. I, I I was so dumbfounded at that that it's like oh well we're thinking about a one game suspension. Um, one there's game? actually people that think it might get overturned tomorrow. I think more people think it's not going to be, but the appeal is being heard tomorrow morning. There's there, no way. There, there can't be any way. Like they're gonna they're gonna you know the NFL is going to be all about player safety. You cannot overturn the suspension. Be totally ludicrous to do. Um, but yeah, so I, we could probably talk. I don't, I, there's no way yeah, I, I can, we could talk forever about how ugly this overcome. was and just but what we both think, but same, you know, on the same token, 
why isn't Josh Norman getting talked about for getting a one-game suspension? Yeah, I, mean, I was wondering that too, but, you know, he – wasn't – He wasn't same. cheap shots, you know. Mm, he might I don't be, know he if might I agree with that. I think he bit. did. What? Yeah, but he wasn't the one throwing punches. He wasn't the one no. diving the one at that, his head. That's what I'm saying. On that play, he was the one that threw that punch or, like, the, the slap, like I said – and, you know, he's he's egging him on. And then he, you know, he instigated that hit. Granted, I think there was a lot I of it that had built up. I absolutely agree with you. He instigated that. it. But, but, you know, I mean, come on. That's mind, what these guys do, man. They talk and they push and shove. Pushing and shoving is one thing, man. But well, when you yeah, actually, like, not. He, I mean, Odell Beckham threw punches at Josh Norman's head, dove at his head. I mean, ah. Uh, I wouldn't a I wouldn't be opposed to Norman getting it, but I can see why they didn't. Um, I I think I think Norman should have gotten a one game suspension, and I think Beckham should have gotten at at least two games. At least, yeah. I mean, it's it's there's yeah, no way I, that I you can condone what what he did. Uh, and Coughlin, you know, came out and said that he didn't agree with it, which, I, you know, I'm not a Giants fan by any means, but I, I like that he did that. You know, he's backing his player. Yes, I, I, he's talented. I love his talent. I love his heart. But I don't like this. This is not yeah. good for the game. I mean, no, that was this game's back, you know. You want to? I mean, and this was leading up from last weekend. Um, I, I mean, the the talking between these two, and then for you know Beckham to, you know, or not maybe not necessarily him, but for for it to come out that oh well it was this baseball bat that they brought out of the field and that was you know what what got it all started because you know. It's like, what, what, did they threaten you with a baseball bat? No. It's their yeah. symbol, go symbolic. I'm not going to go Tanya Harding on you, know, you, man. Like, get real. Yeah. <laughs> it's their symbolic thing that they brought out to support their fallen player. You know, so I don't know if I agree with bringing a baseball bat out. I get the symbolism behind it. But, you know, that also isn't really necessary in my mind. But, you know, whatever. They're, they're going to do no, what they're going to do. It was definitely um, bad. Like, it should have I mean, never got so to that much... level. You've got to have yeah. a thicker skin than that. You know, he was talking about homophobic slurs, too. You've just got to yeah. have a thicker yeah. skin than that. I mean, like, I find it hard to believe that you're the only person that anybody's ever, you know, name-called on the field. Like, get over it. Oh, yeah. um, like, you know, for as good of a player as you are and – and really, I think before this whole thing, I I would say a respected player because of his on-the-field performance. Right. But now, I think he's probably lost a lot of respect. Yeah, well, I mean, just look but at how at many players, time, you know, how many kids nowadays, especially in college, try and do their, uh, like, one-handed grabs. Like, nobody tries to catch with two hands anymore because of Odell Beckham Jr., which is yeah. ridiculous. But, you know... uh but, yeah, I mean, like, this couldn't have happened at a worse time for fantasy owners, too, when you think about it. I mean, you got a lot of people that 
probably have made the championship because of this huge run, you know, mm-hmm. that Odell Beckham's gone on. He's had a, a gigantic slate, you know, uh, performances here lately. And now owners are going to be without him. I mean, I, I don't see any way he gets overturned. So you're going to be without him. Uh, and that's, I mean, you're not going to be able to replace that. I mean, that's all there is to it. You're hoping for like some sort of fluky, you know, Danny Woodhead type performance to be able to replace that kind of performance that you would have expected yeah. from an Odell Beckham, and that's just hard to do, and that's and that's huge. Um, well, and I so think not um, only is he hurting his own team because they needed to win that game, and they need to win yeah. this week to even possibly stay in the playoff hunt. You know, they could. I think they can still win the division if they win out and the, like the giant and the Redskins lose both games and the if Eagles they lose win out or something like the that. Redskins would have to lose both games. And at that point I mean, they would be beating the Eagles who they're tied with still. So yeah, they, I think at that point they would take the division. Yeah. So that's, that's rough. Um, I mean, you know, we've got a lot of other injuries that, that la you know, last week, hit again. You know, we talked about that week after week 14 going into the semifinals. Um, yeah. We just got more and more big names, guys that people are really relying on going down again. I mean, LaShawn McCoy killing me. Um, yeah. MCL sprain tear, um, torn MCL week to week saying it's possibly you could play this week, but I mean, that's not happening. Let's be real about that. That's a total blow to me. Um, in the same game, Adrian Peterson uh, sprained an ankle. He says he's going to be fine for this week, but it's always got to just keep an eye out for that. I think, and I don't know if you can hundred percent, you know, say for hundred percent sure that you're going to play with a sprained ankle. Um, if anybody can do it, Adrian Peterson can do it. He's played through some pretty rough injuries before and performed performed pretty well. Uh, but that's that's those are two big time running backs. Like, I feel like they're the only two big time running backs still left. <laughs> that, yeah, that you would have drafted in the first two rounds. But it's at least it feels that way. Um, Melvin Gordon also. I'll just keep on the running back train here. Melvin Gordon done for the year. Um, I just mentioned Woodhead, so he's obviously got a big a big boost in, in value here going going forward. I don't know if you're going to get four touchdowns again. Yeah, not not only did I lose McCoy and Adrian, Adrian Peterson this past week, I played against Danny Woodhead in the same league. <laughs> so that sucked. Still, right. I'm only down by 15. It's a two-week final. I'm still only down by 15. So there's a there there is a chance that I'm going to be without Sean McCoy and my backup running backs are terrible. So... Um. Yeah, so Melvin Gordon, he's on the IR now with cartilage damage in his knee. So we're, you know, we're looking at Donald Brown possibly getting some carries, and we're looking at, you know, Danny Woodhead obviously having a lot of value. The other, the other guy that that the other running back that got hurt is uh, Sean Drone. Sean, I, don't, I can't ever pronounce his yeah, last name. Drone. I don't know. Um, yeah, he um, he's got just a they're just 
calling it a knee injury. Not really sure what it is. They're saying it isn't serious, saying it's day-to-day. But, you know, there's no guarantee he plays. I think er, yesterday it looked like he was probably not going to play. But I think it's maybe looking a little more optimistic now. But, you know, he's been kind of struggling the last couple weeks since he kind of blew up two weeks ago. He's kind of struggled the last couple weeks. And and he also faces the Lions, who have a pretty good – uh, defensive line there, so that's that's going to be probably not the best play if you're going if you plan on using him. Um, so yeah, one other I just wanted to pop in there, um, Denard Robinson. I just saw that that he went down too, suffered a left foot sprain. Um, so I mean, there's still. Still trying to figure out what's going on with uh, with Yeldon too, um, but you know they're looking at if neither of those guys can go, they're looking at Joe Banyard and uh, Jonas Gray, <laughs> the uh, pretty awesome ultimate flash in the pan <laughs> running back from last year on the page. Yeah, so, so much for uh, so so much for the good running back matchups for. For uh, for the Jaguars there, you know they've what are they they have New Orleans this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much for that, but yeah, I mean if either one of those guys can go, they're gonna be. I, in my opinion, I think they could be top ten plays if they if they can get out on the field. If if only one of them plays, if both of them plays, then I think it obviously lowers their value a little bit. Um, moving away from running backs, though, you know we saw a couple quarterbacks get injured this past week too. Carson Palmer did something nasty to his finger, man. He hit it up against in that Eagles game. I don't know if you noticed that, but he went yeah. to the sideline and they were like popping his finger back in to something. It was gross looking, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty weird play. Like, I, I mean, where we were sitting, I saw that he was getting tended to like, it was just like everybody just gathered around them all at once then. And we're like, what the heck's going on? And then they, you know, they brought the other guy. I think it's Drew Stanton still. Um, Yeah. 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 I I think it was only one or two, but yeah, he popped in and was like, okay, well new quarterback, not (laughs) no game plan that they're going to run the ball, (laughs) which was fine for them because David Johnson absolutely destroyed Philadelphia. Um, which was good for my fantasy team, not for my fanhood. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I. Uh... And then Drew Brees, just last night, he was limping around pretty good during the game. Still played pretty well, um, but now it's being reported that he's dealing with torn plantar fasciitis, or t- or a torn plantar. Fascia. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> sounds something that I've heard of before, but yeah, he sounds like he might be able to play through it, but it sounds like it's just going to be super painful for him. So it's, it sounds like it's going to be more of like a pain tolerance issue than it is like it could really limit his play. Uh, but I mean, that's a, that's a huge blow for, for the, 
for the Saints, obviously, and for Brandon Cook owners. And, hell, even Marcus Colston's been doing fairly well um, the last yeah. few weeks. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge blow. Although, congratulations to him. He did pass 60,000 total yards. One of four quarterbacks to do it: Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and Brett Favre, I think. So that's pretty good company. Pretty good company to be in. Um, That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it's. uh, I think he's going to be Hall of Fame for sure. Um, And then the last guy I want to mention, and and I know I didn't write down all the injuries. There was just a lot of other little ones, but AJ Green. He was dealing with pretty bad back injury, and it obviously affected him. And I know that the Bengals ended up just benching him at some point in this game because they were blowing out. Who were they playing? The 49ers. Um, They were blowing out the 49ers, and they decided not to risk it. So I don't really know what to think about A.J. Green this week. I'm kind of worried. If I uh, I don't own him anywhere, but I'd be very worried if I had I if I did have him. Um, you know, back injuries just they're they're tricky, man. There's, you just never know what you're gonna get with those. Um, sometimes it can be nothing. It can just be random tightness, and once the player kind of loosens up and 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 gets warm, you can play through it. Other times, it just never gets loose and there's nothing you can do. I mean, I've, I've definitely had some back problems before and there's, man, there's nothing, nothing you can do when your back does not let you move. Like it affects your running. It affects your jumping. It affects any sort of like bending over. It affects you reaching. And as a wide receiver, I can imagine that's almost the worst position to play with a back injury. So that's something to keep an eye on to see if he's limited in practice all week. And, you know, if he's going to he, – I'm almost guessing he's going to end up being like a game-time decision type of thing. Um, so that's that's just – that's one that, you know, again, I mean, those are all huge names. McCoy, Gordon, Peterson, Green, Drew Brees, Carson Palmer, Denarops, like all these guys. Like, wow, if we didn't deal with enough injuries through the regular season, now we're dealing with the fantasy playoffs. Like – almost worse. Like these are gigantic names all at the same time. You know, we might've gotten like one or two big names through the season, but I don't feel like we got weeks where we lost, you know, six or seven top 10 players. It's just, I, it's just nuts. Yeah. And last week was almost the same. Last week was just almost just as bad. I can't, I can't really remember when it's been this bad. And I feel like I said that earlier this season that, yeah, you know, we don't really realize it or, or it's something that we say every year and we forget that we say it the following year. Um, but, man, there's just so many injuries. And, and, you know, people, there's so many people out there that talk about, and I've made comments myself, so I'm guilty of it as well, but people that talk about we don't even let them play football anymore. There's too many rules against, like, getting hit. Soon it's just going to be two-hand touch. Well, with all these injuries, maybe there's something to that. Like, You I mean, want to know what, is, though? Let, let me, let me it, I, know, I know where you're going with this. And if it was a bunch of, like, head injuries or if it was, like, people getting their knees cut out, 
from underneath of them, like tearing up, you know, like tearing ACLs because they got their, their knee hit weird or something like that. If it was like because of a hit, a lot of these guys like LaShawn McCoy, like I was at that game. He was like a normal tackle, man. And just kind of twisted weird. Melvin Gordon. I mean, I don't even know where that came from. Adrian Peterson is a sprained ankle. You know, a lot of these things are just kind of weird injuries. And honestly, I'm not going to take credit for this thought because I like this isn't something I would have thought of. But I remember listening to, I forget what show it was on ESPN Radio, on my way to work one morning. And they were talking about, well, I guess if it was in the morning, it's like Mike and Mike. Um, but they were talking about how, I'll, you know, not only do they you know, are they changing rules to like protect players, but when they did the slash um, bargaining agreement, they mm-hmm. like ha- forced them to scale back practices so that it was like less contact during practice, and there was only like, you know, so much pad. I don't know, like something to do with practices where it's like there's less conditioning for some of these players now, and less, you know. They're not used to getting hit, so maybe that has an effect. And yeah. are, you know, you gotta wonder, like maybe if there's something to that at this point, because um, you you just see like a lot of these, you know, kind of muscle ligament issues where you just wonder if maybe if they trained a little more properly, then if these these types of injuries wouldn't happen. Um, so and take those. Well, you yeah, know, and. And another one that we didn't touch on, but um, Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, went down. Oh, yeah. And his was, his was like a fluke, not even tackle. It was just he got the interception yeah, with, oh, and turned to try to make a play like, on it. Yeah, and he, then he just yeah, I remember that. turned and planted wrong. I mean, that one, that one looked nasty from the stands. And... You know, he just like immediately buckled over. Um, oh yeah, he just dropped. I remember watching that going. That, he's not coming back. No, and I mean that's a huge blow to Arizona's defense. Um, I mean he he's he's had kind of a, an injury history so far since he's been in the league. I feel like his first year he was out for most of the year, and then he had a, a pretty solid last year. Um, playing real well this year until this happened. So, I mean, that's, that's a big blow to that defense. And, you know, when Arizona's got got their eyes on the Super Bowl, uh, no doubt in my mind. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. does this keep them from getting there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, their offense, uh, it was, was clicking on all cylinders. And, and – John Brown should have had a, a much bigger game than he did. Uh, he had a couple of balls that were just right in his hands, and he didn't get them. And there's a couple that were close to him that he, man, that not necessarily his fault, but I mean, Michael Floyd making that ridiculous catch down at the one that they they looked at on the monitors. I mean, Carson Palmer. Just think about him being healthy last year what that would have done for this team. So Oh yeah, no, they were they were definitely good last year. Um but yeah, man, it's so I mean it's a it's a tough you know, it, between Odell Beckham and McCoy and some of these guys, it's 
you made the playoffs with some of these guys. You made your championship game with a lot of these guys, but you're not going to have them going into your championship game. So you well, either hopefully have a lot of depth where at running back, I think we know nobody has a lot of depth at running back this year on the fantasy team. If you do, you're in the 16 league. Uh, even then you might not. <laughs> it's just been that kind of a crazy year. So looking at waiver wires, like maybe you have to go to the waiver wire. I, you know, I think most teams, I said this before you were able to jump on, I think most teams in the championship kind of have their team. They're not really looking to add people from the waiver wire. Um, but if you have to, I think a couple of guys that you should be looking at Number one on my list, especially since we talked about so many running backs going down, is Cameron Artis Payne. Um, he got passed up. I wrote about him in the waiver wire article that's posted on so-called fantasy experts today. Mm-hmm. Um, he got passed up in the waiver last week for good reason. I mean, everybody was being told that it was going to be Fozzie Whitaker with Mike Tolbert with possibly Cameron Artis Payne getting some touches. And I, I didn't think he was going to get a lot of work. I mean, why would he? He, Why would we have thought he was going to get a lot of work? He was mm-hmm. inactive for like half the games this year, if not more. Yeah. So, like, why would they have gone to this guy? Well, he got 16 touches compared to five for both the other guys. I mean, it's that's crazy. Um, and they get Atlanta this week. Yeah, I, I think he's he's definitely worth a look. He was probably worth a speculative ad last week, and I, I think we talked about him last week a little bit, but um, yeah, he won't be overlooked again. I, I guarantee no, you No, he's absolutely going to be added in every league. I, I actually did snatch him up in one of my playoffs. Uh, I lost that, that league in the, in, the, in the semis. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, that team was – so decimated with injuries, my I was I was I was a shell of my original team. They got to the semis, yeah. so I just kind of was like, whatever, I'll take Cameron Artis Payne. So now I'm just gonna have yeah. him, so nobody else can. Oh well, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you know, he he's probably the number one guy to look at. Um, you know, we mentioned Donald Brown. Uh, he got, I think he got 16 touches as well. All these guys got like exactly 16 touches. It was kind of weird. Um, so you know, Donald Brown with with Melvin Gorn going out is is another potential ad. We, we've seen it from him before that he can be good um, in in short spurts. It's not going to be, you know, he's he's definitely not going to be a long term solution. But you don't need him for a long term solution. You just need him for one week. Um, yeah. So oh, he got, he got 12, but you know, they play Oakland. Oh, he ran, he, yeah, he ran for 90 yards, 12 rushes, caught two for 14. Um, but he plays Oakland and you know, Oakland's defense is definitely not the best. So that's a, that's another decent pickup. I don't think they're going to, you know, I don't think you're going to get a, a huge rushing game out of Danny Woodhead. They, they just don't do that. Um, yeah, maybe middle uh, okay. of the game when you're not really thinking Donald Brown's going to play a whole lot and Melvin Gordon goes down. Um, you just ride Woodhead, and he was on fire, so that that helps. But I think yeah, well, I think and, Donald and Brown's going to get a lot Oakland of care. Isn't, 
isn't a bad defense either. I mean, they let up only a single touchdown in two of the last three weeks um, and then didn't have another one since week 10. Uh, They've only let up two touchdowns twice this year uh, and and over 100-yard gains four times this year. So they're they're pretty – you know, they're they're right in the middle there. Yeah, they're pretty average. They I, wasn't do, saying they're, but, I wasn't saying they're bad. I wasn't saying they were good. Um, they definitely had yeah. some bad games. Um, in fact, San Diego well, yeah. put up the most points against them, 49 and a half. I think this is a half PPR league scoring that I'm looking at right now. Um, I should I probably shouldn't be looking at this league. But yeah, it's, Pittsburgh put up the most. Well, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but uh, 45.4 at the league that I'm looking at, at least. San Diego was 43.8, and then Minnesota uh, was 39.9, and that was over 200 yards, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Pittsburgh was 173 yards, so yeah, I mean they they can they can give it up better since that week 10 matchup against me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely but true. Either way. Improved, but it's Tennessee and Kansas City without Jamal Charles. Denver's run game hasn't been very good. Green Bay's run game is pretty pathetic. So, like, you know, it helps yeah. with the competition that they've played. San Diego's run game really isn't that good either. But, you know, yeah. again, these are kind of all desperate plays. Keep this in mind. Like, if this is only if you're truly desperate, you lost to Sean McCoy and you've got nothing. Um, yeah. Another guy to look at, and I can't believe I'm mentioning this guy's name again, is Christine Michael. Um, he is back. Um, okay. He's been brought back by Seattle. He got uh, a bunch of carries this past week. Uh, I mean, I'm not really sold on him at all. Uh, but if you're truly desperate, I guess go for it. Uh, I mean, he's played St. Louis. St. Louis is pretty. They're pretty bad. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've been bad. Actually, you're right. I keep wanting to say they're good, but I keep forgetting they've been so injured up front. Um, yeah, like I guess over the half the year, they just haven't been. They just get worn down. Should have been. I just but the funny the funnier thing about Michael coming back into the mix is that last week we were talking about Dewan Harris is like well he's going to be the guy because Fred Jackson's too old and washed up. Oh yeah, then well, he got cut. They they released him and he signs with the Forty ers today. So uh, yeah, so he could be the guy that subs in for for Drone if if he doesn't yeah. play. It, it's it, the running back situation is such a mess. And probably funnier, you're just writing this note to me now. Steven Jackson just signed with New England. I mean, That's are they gonna? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I I don't know why. I mean, other than just going for depth and a veteran presence, I mean, maybe they're gonna throw him out at wide receiver because no, that that wide here. receiving core is so busted up that. You know, or or they're going to have him play running back, and they're going to throw James White out there and say, "Okay, well, we pass the ball to you anyways. Why don't you just line up in the slot?" <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand that pickup 
again, other than just depth, because I feel like White's yeah, I mean, it's the guy there. It's, it's obviously a depth move. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, th- this is pretty much what I have to say about the Steven Jackson pickup. That's terrible. I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> That's just... That's terrible. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is he gonna I love do? <laughs> what is he gonna do? Give the man a chance. <laughs> he's, he's fresh. He's the end of the fresh year. Dude, he's he ready had to, to go, be fresh man. in three years. He, he signed with Atlanta. And everybody was so excited. He was awful. Um, he's been he's been waiting for this day since last off season. Let me just get through this a, season, uh, and we'll go from there. <laughs> I read a um. I read, a, I read a tweet that's like him and Fred Jackson, if they're still on the rosters at the end of the season, will make their first playoffs in their careers. Who? who and Steven Jackson? Fred Jackson and oh. Steven Jackson. And so Steven both Jacksons. Well, like that's, that's obvious for Freddie because, well... See, I thought the Bills did make the playoffs one year. I guess not. When he was I mean, there, I, I mean, but I, I guess not. I didn't. I didn't go back and like fact check it, but I thought it was kind of funny. Well, like, yeah. That. Um, but yeah, so a couple receivers here, um, to replace Odo Beckham with if you absolutely need to. I think Marcus Wheaton's the number one pickup. I know everybody's going to go look after the Giants guys, and I'll talk to them, talk about them in a second. But I think Marcus Wheaton's the guy. If if he's still available, playing Baltimore, dude. Baltimore's secondary is so bad. Wheaton's been good the last four weeks. Uh, he scored three out of the last four. He seems to be picking up a lot of things. Obviously, coverage is rolling to Bryant and Brown, which doesn't even matter. Even Denver, 16 <laughs> catches for Antonio Brown. That's just insane. Um, he, he put and, up 200 yards against Seattle's defense. I, I mean, I feel like oh, he's yeah. probably oh, the only one that put up points, but we he demolished that defense. Yeah, we and that was good. by far so, his best game. But yeah, the last three, we, last four weeks, yeah, he's, he's been, been very solid. Yeah, I think I think Wheaton's the guy to get. If if he's available, and if he's not available, then you know, then you just automatically look to the guys that are going to be replacing Odell Beckham. And uh, I mean, I guess Randall's really the one to get if you have to pick one. Um, but honestly, I kind of like Dwayne Harris more. I, I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling that I that I think Harris is actually going to do better. Um, and the reason I, there's a couple of reasons why I say that Randall's not our number one. Randall kind of thrives on being a number two, um, and he doesn't even very, do a very good job of that sometimes. Um, Harris has been bad because they just stopped throwing him the ball the last six weeks of the season so far, and that's when Odell Beckham started getting like 15 targets a game. Um, so if he can start seeing more targets, he'll be a number two, and if you look at it, Minnesota's better at covering the number ones than they are the number twos. So that's where Harris is going to slide it. I I think this benefits Harris more than it's going to benefit Randall, but it, it's still I I still just I really don't want anything well, to do with either one of them. Looking, but looking at Randall's stats, he has 
like Wheaton, he's had one touchdown in three of the last four games. Yeah, no, he but doesn't been playing that better. First game in in week twelve against Washington, that was his only catch for thirty six yards. I don't have the number of targets in front of me, but he had two catches for twenty two yards against the Jets the following week. Five for fifty eight in the touchdown against Miami, and four for forty seven with a touchdown against Carolina. So. Mm-hmm. The the last two weeks are are nice. I mean they're they're suitable for you, but not lighting the world on fire with with receptions. And, and in PPR leagues, that's really what you want. But on the same token, Harris hasn't gotten a lot of receptions since. Right, but hey, I just I just spoke uh, I mean, to that. One though, game like, with five. So yeah, but I just spoke to that. Like he basically has not been throwing the ball. Um, well, exactly. I, I don't know. I think I just like Harris more. I but, like you know, Harris better myself. Not too. there. Like the targets have to go somewhere. Um, so well, I mean, what are they going to go to team next? <laughs> yeah, guy's got one catch in in each of the last four games. That's it. That's definitely not going to be Knicks. Although you know, it could be. It could be that uh, what's their tight end Ty? I think he could. He could yeah, be a, he's a, been a little bit he's been solid. Too. Funniest, so, funniest thing about him is, yeah, he's got back-to-back weeks with touchdowns, five receptions each. Uh, back in week 12, he went six for 74 against Washington. But I, I picked him up in a DraftKings league last week, and my buddy at work was watching that game and saw that touchdown and was telling me the next day how he's telling his, his, uh, his sister or cousin or whoever he was with, that touchdown means nothing for nobody. And then I, I looked at him and I said, well, it meant something for me. I had him in my draft game sleep. He's like, yeah. busts up laughing. Like, what, what the hell? Like, leave it leave it to you to come in and be like, oh, no, this guy, this is, this is my guy. <laughs> but I, That's funny. I think he'll get, he'll get an uptick for sure. I mean, he's, he's already kind of seen one with, um, with Danelle being down uh, on IR, so. Oh I yeah, like him this week, but yeah, I like Harris. I think he's going to benefit the most from it. You know, assuming this appeal doesn't <laughs> doesn't happen. I know, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. I, I'd I'd actually I'd actually be very angry with the NFL if they overturned that decision. Um, yeah, but anyway, let's move on here. Um, finish it up here like we always do. This is going to be the last time we do this. Uh, probably won't talk a lot of preparation next week. Um, just kind of finish it off with some have a little fun next week some with some fancy football awards and things like that. Um, not a lot of people playing in week 17, so we probably won't do this, but um, it's going to be the last time do our best and worst sleepers and busts. Um, it is it is almost 9.30 already, so we'll try and get through this as quick as possible. Um, I'll start off here. I'm assuming everybody's going to be healthy in this game. Um for New Orleans, meaning Drew Brees, and then at least Denard Robinson or TJ Yeldon uh, for Jacksonville. So I'm going Jacksonville, New Orleans. I think that could be a pretty high-scoring game. Neither defense is very good. Both offenses are pretty good right now. So uh, that, that's that's my best. My worst, Tennessee and Houston. Uh, nothing excites me on either side of the ball at this point. Denard, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is good really good, but now he's dealing with Mallet, Ryan, no, who the hell do they have? No, Mallet's gone, Mallet's in Baltimore. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Brandon. No, yeah, Brandon Whedon. Whedon. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, that's the other thing. I've also got Whedon. I've also got DeAndre Hopkins in my in my Yahoo league. That I've lost McCoy and I lost Peterson last week for part of the game, and Palmer is banged up now. And so, like my whole team, like if all my other teams weren't hurt enough, now that one's finally starting to get hurt. It's like figures. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh, that game just looks awful on paper, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be terrible to watch. I don't, I don't see it being on red zone very much. No. All right, my uh, my best game. I'm going to go with the Saturday night tilt for potentially, you know, the division rights in the Washington and Philly game. Um, you know, I was a little down on the Philly players going into last week against the tough Arizona team, as far as a fantasy standpoint goes, but. Bradford actually had a pretty good game, and he did. Some some of those throws that he made, you know, seeing them in person, how crazy tight of a window he could get that ball into was really impressive. Um, so I, I I really you know have a little bit of a different opinion on him now, and Kirk Cousins just lit it up last week anyway. So oh God, yeah, he I did. think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a potentially high scoring game. And I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of fantasy points doled out to various people. Jordan Reed, you know, is, is looking good. Um, even Alfred Morris could have a huge game, uh, and for him, huge is probably like 15 points. Um, my worst game, I'm looking at at the Thursday night game with the San Diego at Oakland. Um, we already kind of touched on this a little bit, so I won't delve into it too much, but. I just I don't really like anyone. Philip Rivers is possibly the only one that could have a decent game. I don't even know if I go that far, man. And it's a dreaded Thursday game. It's always that's always a pretty good one to go with. Um, So I'm going to kind of agree with you there on that Washington Philly game because my sleeper, and as painful as this is to say, is going to be Sam Bradford. (laughs) I really liked what I saw against Arizona. Um, I yeah. 100% agree with you there. Some of the throws he made, I was like, wow. Um, I mean, that's the Bradford that you thought you were going to get when when he was drafted. And he looked like that at times in, in St. Louis. Um, yeah. But he's just been, he's just been injured. Um, Washington is really good at home on all sides of the ball, just about. Uh, yeah. You know, all facets of the game. But they're not so good at on the road. I uh, I actually wrote about Bradford as well, like a potential pickup if you for some reason lose Breeze or something like that and you're desperate for a quarterback play. Um, the Redskins allow like 26. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It's like 26 and a half points to quarterbacks on the road, and only like tw- like 18 at home. So, I mean, it's a pretty drastic difference. It might even be a bigger spread than that, but it's pretty bad on the road. Um, so I'm actually pretty nervous about this game as a Redskins fan. Um, but I think Bradford could be a, a pretty sneaky pick. Uh, I've already talked about this guy, so I won't say too much else, but Cameron Artis Payne is my sleeper running back. I just I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting about him. I, I think he'll get picked up, but I just don't think a whole lot of people are going to trust him going into this week, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, Atlanta's, Atlanta's run defense is really, really bad. Um, 
And then, you know, I talked about this guy too, Marcus Wheaton. I, I really think he's going to be a, a, a big time, you know, he definitely could be played in the flex, probably going to, you know, probably should be even be looked at as your wide receiver three, even wide receiver two in some leagues, uh, depending on who you've got there. Uh, Wheaton's been, Wheaton's been good and he, he's got a, a really good matchup against a Ravens secondary. That's just been bad all year. Yeah. My, uh, Mine, I had a couple. I actually originally had Cousins down as my sleeper quarterback um, at first because, like I said, and you said, I think it's going to be a good game, but I thought better of it when I saw this guy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think that Minnesota Giants game could potentially be a very good game as well this week, you know, fantasy-wise. And seeing what, you know, obviously Bridgewater's not Cam Newton, um, and he actually has a running game with Peterson, assuming he's healthy. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I think he can easily put up a solid game on the Giants, and he's coming off of a great game too. So mm-hmm. I really like Bridgewater um, this week and, and and him, you know, trying to push Minnesota even closer into the playoffs. Um, running back-wise, I'm going to stick with that uh, NFC North division and go with uh, the the Detroit backs of uh, Amir Abdullah and Joey Bell. Um, you know, both of them had solid games last night. Not a lot of rushes. Neither one of them had double-digit rushing attempts. But they made the most out of it, and each of them had, you know, a longer run, and each had a touchdown. Uh, I think Bell, had, his long was like a 36, and, and – uh, Abdul's was maybe a 25-yarder or vice versa, somewhere around there. But two, two, you know, two good guys, and, and it sounds like they're splitting, but you could get help out of both of them. Um, and then my, my wide receiver, I will go back to that Washington-Philly game with Sean Jackson coming off a huge 150-plus-yard performance. He didn't get to play in this first game down in Washington against his old teammates. Um, so he's looking for this game. And I think, you know, he's going to sit with Cousins before the game and say, you get me the ball and you get it to me often. I want to score, yeah. uh, you know, you know, whatever. I, I'm I'm going to do it. So I think he's going to have another potential breakout game. Yeah. I don't really like just on Jackson. As a player, I just don't like him. There's a person. No. Anyway, yeah. uh, so my bus, I'm going to go with Eli Manning. Um, I just, without Odell Beckham, I think he's, you know, he's, he's going to have trouble getting the ball down the field. Um, he'll probably make, you know, maybe one or two plays, but I think people are kind of, I don't know, I think, I just, I'm just afraid people are going to think like, oh, it doesn't matter, and he'll still be able to do the same old thing. And it's Minnesota. Minnesota is actually like sneaky good at defense. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just it's great in the middle. Um, so I'd just be afraid without Odell Beckham to be using Eli. I got two busts for my running backs. Um, I'm saying Eddie Lacy because I'm never using this guy in fantasy football ever again. 
Um, one week he goes for 150 <laughs> yards, and the next week he goes for 15. Like this guy, yeah, I I listened to um, God, what's his name on Sirius XM on the way home from work every once in a while. I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, the the fantasy guru guy. I'm uh, I can't I think know. of his name. Mad Dog. But he um, he is hilarious. He's like. He said basically the same thing I was thinking. And then he said this. He goes, Eddie Lacy is fat with an F. And he's terrible at football. Like, this guy should not be used anymore. <laughs> I, like, I laughed. It's good. Um, my other bus running back is going to be Christine Michael. Um, I still think this is still this is going to be somewhat of a, a, a three-headed backfield. Uh, so I, I don't trust it. And... I'm I, I like Christine Michael has burned people all year long with, oh he's with Dallas and they let they let uh, Randall go and so now Christine Michael's gonna get all these carries and never just never happened and yeah he so he got carries last week big whoop, um, maybe he leads the league and the leads the team in in rushing again, but I still think it's gonna be enough of a split that you don't want to bother with him, um, and then. My bust, I'm going with Julio Jones, uh, facing Josh Norman again. You know, maybe it's a, a little bit of revenge for him, and maybe he learned something playing against him two weeks ago. But he did a pretty good job two weeks ago, and I, I just, I'm nervous. Like I've got Julio going in in my in my home league. I'm tempted to bench him because I've got some pretty good receivers on the bench. Uh, I probably won't actually do it, but it's it's something I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's, it's that's hard to do, especially after the week he put up, but I I don't know. I mean it's like I said, you know, even Beckham as good as he was and as flustered as he got, he didn't really have great numbers against Carolina. And I, I don't think Julio's gonna have as good of a week. But um my players here, I'm looking at, um, and you may not even be using him, but Matthew Stafford is my bust for this week. Um, he, he had a nice, a nice game yesterday. Um, hmm. you know, I kind of like Stafford. Again, it, <laughs> what's that? I kind of like Stafford this week. I I don't know. I mean, I I think you know the Niners are better against quarterbacks than they are against the run. Um, I think he can have a decent week, but I just yeah, I, I'm not I'm not overwhelmed by him. I mean, he's had too much of an up and down season for me to to still try to trust him unless the matchup is right. And last week, you know, against the bad New Orleans team, the matchup was right. Um, so my running back though, I'm looking at uh, at Run DMC, Darren McFadden. I mean, I don't really like anybody on Dallas for fan reasons as it is or for fantasy reasons right now. I mean, this team is just in such disarray as it is. and uh, I mean, he's coming off of 200-yard games, but I just don't I don't like the matchup. I don't think he, he's going to have that same success this week. Um, and my receivers, I already mentioned it earlier, but I'm going with the whole receiving core of New England, um, and that's leaning towards you know Edelman, which is highly likely out, 
and, and Amendola being out too. Uh, I mean, Brandon LaFell just hasn't done anything for them. He's been bad. Um, I don't know if they're just not throwing him the ball or, or what's going on, but he's not, he's not doing it. And that's my new favorite sound clip. I see that. Uh, and uh, and uh, Kenyon Martin or Keyshawn Martin, um, he's not really any kind of force to be reckoned with. I mean, the only the only place that ball should be going is to Gronk or or maybe James White, like I said. So, you know, the Jets are worse against the the receivers, you know, opposing receivers now. But eh, I, I just don't I don't like it. At home, I think they'll step it up, and I think that's going to be a pretty good game. So, yeah, no, so uh, so yeah, so there's our our last round of the sleepers and busts. Um, I think we'll call it a night there, and good luck in your championship matches. Hit me up on Twitter at Fantasy Six Pack, um, and join us next week when we go through some of the fantasy awards for for the 2015 season and uh if i haven't said it already uh have a merry christmas happy holidays whatever you're celebrating and um see you all next week all right happy holidays